Hey kids, welcome to Rep Your Prep. I'm Billy Wilder. Are you ready to rep your prep today? We're all going to get ready for the apocalypse that's surely coming. You know it. Jim, Jim, you listening at home? I know you're listening, Jim. It's coming. You're going to die. We're all going to die, but not if you rep your prep. What does rep your prep mean? It means represent your preparations, your preparations for the aforementioned apocalypse that I mentioned where you're going to die, Jim. Just going to pause to let that sink in for Jim. And if I'm just funning. I mean that for anyone named Jim who's listening, not a specific Jim. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we're going to be taking calls from kids out there. Reminder, if you are an adult, do not call in because we want you to die. Uh, because there's not going to be enough room. This is all for kids to make sure that they survive. We got someone on the line. Hello there. Where are you calling in from? Hey, Billy. It's Randy. I'm calling in from uh, Central Florida. Randy, Central Florida, that's a good part to be in because when the ocean levels rise, uh, it will not be underwater unless they rise more than we think, which could happen. That's right, Billy. I'm glad you glad you acknowledged that and you're aware of the the geographic situation that we're in here in Central Florida. And, and I'm definitely doing my part. I, I ditched out of a uh, a work dinner with some uh, some of my older coworkers uh, great, to call great. in. Yeah, let them get fat. More of them to eat if you have to. I mean, we don't like to talk about it too much, but that's definitely a, a thing that could happen, eating people. But last resort, certainly. That's right, Billion. Uh, th- that's actually why I'm, I'm calling in. I, I'm trying to keep it 100 on my, my prep. And as part of that is, as you know, is the rising ocean levels will change the way we eat and remove more of the traditional fish from the sea. Um, mm-hmm. So we will be forced to eat more of an echinoderm or starfish-based diet. And I'm just calling in to rep my prep and uh, want to let you know some of the interesting things that I learned about uh, preparing starfish as a, a way to eat and to can them and keep them uh, in the basement for when the water level levels rise even further and we're forced into the, the Florida Everglades tree houses. Well, Randy, I got to say that reasoning sounds pretty on fleek to me. Yeah, tell me all about it. How am I going to be enjoying the starfish? B-Dub, listen, because I'm about to drop it on you. Great. Um, Like a a Meek Mill single. Yeah, fire. So here's the thing, B-Dub. Starfish, when not prepared correctly, are actually not very delicious. They're kind of chewy in many ways and as you probably know they're covered with a, a bit of a scaly outer crust harsh yeah yeah and so i know that uh you know some of the older set like their lobsters and their crabs uh right so maybe they're used to cracking into the shells of sea animals but not this guy i'm all about straight up big mac so <laughs> i need something a little bit more tender you know what i'm saying I do know exactly what you're saying. I enjoy Big Macs as well. Youth-oriented food will, won't be available to us, B-dubs. That's and, right. And I learned about that in Chapter 7 of your book, which, by the way, 
I'm a big fan of, and someday I hope to get you to autograph it for me, of course, if it's before the apocalypse. You're, of course, talking about how to rep your prep with pep in your step with me, Billy Pep. I changed my name to Billy Pep for that book. Solid thing to do, man. That's uh, You got to have a stage name, and that's uh, that was also chapter eight of your book. You got to have a stage name. Yeah. And I really took that to heart because for me, like – Knowing how to become a leader in my community and especially in Central Florida where I live. Right. To cultivate other skills that other youth have, like skateboarding mm-hmm. or or making things out of balsa wood for the people that took shop class. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be an incredible important skill as well. I think so. When gasoline runs out, skateboards are going to be the main form of communication and transportation. We're going to write things on the skateboards and hold them up. You can see that across an entire city block. You can fan smoke to make smoke signals. That's right, B-Dub. And there's another aspect of the skateboard structure that I think we're forgetting about, which is you can take the trucks and the wheels off of them and assemble them into a makeshift lean-to. Shelter. I think shelter is pretty underrated, and, and if you ask my mom and dad who are upstairs right now, they would probably agree with you. That's right, but shelter is going to be the new hotness this coming season of the apocalypse. That's right, B-Dub. Just so thrilled to be talking to you and repping my prep. Uh, you know, I've been repping my prep at work. I just don't think people get it. Um you know, I try to explain it to them, but they, you know, they just, they're, they're living day to day, D to D, as you say. And, uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for them in many ways. You know, a lot of people are living D to D and W to W, but you got to start living Y to Y and then D to D again, which is decade to decade, because we're in it for the long haul. Because we're going to be alive a long time because we're young. Youth forever, man. Yeah. I'm having the time of my life. Preparing for this disaster. It's going to be lit. Lots lit of things lit. will be on fire, literally. The, 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 there won't be enough water to put out the fires that we're going to be dealing with nonstop. But I have been saving uh, old one-gallon jugs of water in my basement, just in case. Randy, that's very good of you. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, I just want to, you know, just to review, you recommend putting sandwich. Wait, you recommend putting starfish in a sandwich and skateboards. Pretty much. Yeah. That and most of my coworkers are dicks. I hear that. Thank you very much, Randy. Well, Thanks, well, as we just heard, we're going to have to get creative with our foodstuffs going forward. You might like chewing down on those starbursts or slamming down a Mountain Dew, but you might have to slam down a real Mountain Dew, which is you can go into the forest and find actual dewdrops that have gathered on the leaves and drink those. What do you think about that? Do the dew. We've got another caller. Hello. Hey, Billy. Thanks for taking my call. Hello there, who's this? Well, my name is Steven. Hi, Steven. Hey, Billy. Dab. I'm uh, <laughs> calling to rep my prep. Uh, hope hope uh, you're okay with that. Dab to you as well, Steven. 
Well, uh, Billy, the reason I'm, I'm calling is, uh, you know, like the previous caller, I, I read your book and, and it's just, it really touched my heart in, in many places. And, uh, I, I just feel like it, it speaks to me directly mm-hmm. as somebody who does understand the impending disaster with a capital D that we're all heading towards and, and how we can all do our own thing to be prepared for it. That's right. As I often say, she doesn't want the D, but it's coming. Yes, and, and Mother Nature is is the she that you're talking about, and of course, and I, I don't think she she does want it, but we you know we as a culture really haven't done much to prevent her from getting the D. Toxic masculinity all up in there. And we 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 reap what we sow, Billy. Well, we didn't sow anything, but we're gonna reap the hell out of this badass new world because we rep our preps. Well, Billy, actually, I did sow something, and that's why I'm calling in today. I oh. wanted to talk about my 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 aspect of getting prepped and how I'm particularly repping my prep with a sewing machine. Oh, Billy, I I figured out a long time ago that when I watched a lot of disaster movies, what what was most relevant to me was that the law and culture seemed to crumble almost immediately. That's very true. And the only way to deal with the crumbling of laws and culture and social norms and infrastructure failures is to take on the persona of a superhero. Steven? Yes, sir? You putting on capes? Yes, sir, I am. I'm putting on capes as well as a whole entire... uh, superhero costume as well as a whole wardrobe of other superhero costumes to use at the specific time when various things uh aspects of the disaster are happening i think that's very very important you know cultural symbols are going to be there's not going to be much left and it's us the youth who's going to decide what lives on i would assume a lot of uh, Ed Shearer and maybe uh, more recent Marvel movies, but maybe not the first Avengers. Right. I think the first Avengers, we can all pretty much decide is going to be lost to history in a disaster because it really has no uh, sustainable value to culture. And all of those things are going to be washed away, just washed away. Yeah. Unlike the Emoji movie. No, that movie is a classic and, and one that I think will inspire us all in many ways to think think of static objects and be like them. And remember, emotions? We might need reminders in the bleak future. Billy, I pretty much almost forgot that emojis were based off of emotions to begin with. Emotions to begin with. I really just jumped right into the physical items that they represent. And I think in the coming apocalypse disaster that we're dealing with, understanding and marking belongings is going to be even more important. I think using symbolic logic will be a very important skill going forward. Yeah, it's like how the hobos had their own hobo language when they were traveling across the country on the rails during the Depression. Yeah, we're going to have to mark certain encampments with meth face or maybe a bunch of eggplants if it's a good place to get down. Yeah, or, yeah, the dancing guy and 
some eggplants for if it's a great place to get down and maybe just find out if there are other superhero personas around. Absolutely. Steven, I don't want to get off track, but do you recall if any of the emoji are meant to symbolize a vagina? Hmm. That's a good question. And it's kind of odd that I really only know of the eggplant. Yeah. I wonder what that says about us as a society. I don't know. There's eggplants and then there's peaches. But peaches, there's definitely butts. Hmm. I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you a little bit on that, Billy. Are you sure? Could, mm, no, no, I take it back. I agree with you. Peach there. could be a fanny? Mm, I think they they probably are more like typical white person butts. Okay. But I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe of like a cave or, you know, like a tree when they cut off the limb a long time ago and it continues to grow. Is there an emoji of that? Mm, I have to be honest. I've been so busy prepping and repping my prep that I haven't had a chance to commit all the emojis to memory yet. And that is the kind of dedication you're going to need to be a survivalist. Keep your eyes on the prize, Stephen. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, Billy. Well, that was fun. If you're anything like me, you're racking your brain for what emoji could possibly represent female genitalia. Nothing's coming. Let's take another call. Hello. Hey, Billy. How are you? I'm great. Who's this? Hey, my name is Alexander, and I'm calling from Alexandria. Alexander calling from Alexandria. Alexand- is, is Alexandria a real place? Sure is. Alexandria, Egypt. Great. It's hot here and sandy. I'll bet, but you've got a sphinx. We do have a sphinx, but man, that sand, it's so coarse and it gets everywhere. I hate I, sand. I hate sand, too. Uh, in, that, in that regard, I'm a lot like the young Anakin Skywalker. Me, too. One of my main role models in life. Yeah, same here. What I loved about him was he basically repped his prep his whole life. Yeah. He prepared to represent the Sith under the new moniker Darth Vader. And he got sad when his girlfriend died. That's raw. Well, super raw and coarse. Yeah. Like sand. Like sand. Also, he got wicked good at building robots. Yeah. Science fair, A+, Anakin Skywalker. Speaking of sand, guess what there's going to be a lot of after all of the world and its systems crumble in the dust? Some of that dust will actually be sand. Oh, man, it's going to be Dune City around the world. Do you have any tips on how to deal with excess sand? I do have a few, Billy. Uh, I got an idea. Would you like me to go through them? I would love it, Alexander. Okay, thanks. Okay, well, here's the first one. We all know that sand is good for sanding things down and making coarse things fine on their surface. Mm-hmm. Well, what's a judo move we could do to turn all that coarse sand that we're dealing with into our 
friend instead of our enemy. Huh, Billy? Uh, we could find what's roughest about us and rub it on the sand. Yeah, exactly. So deep, reach deep inside our souls and find out which aspects of our personality are a little rough around the edges. Ah. Like me, I get really cranky when I'm hungry. So I would just take a little bit of sand, put it in a teaspoon, and eat some of it, followed by a little bit of purple Kool-Aid. And I would say to myself, beat it rough around the edges nest when you're hungry. Yeah. For my part, I don't show the people I care about that I appreciate them enough. So I... Sand help? I think so, Billy. I could put some in my underwear and it would remind me that there is a greater pain. Yeah, Billy, you you could do that. Or, and I'm speaking a little out of school here, but you could fly back to Alexandria, Egypt, and finally call my sister back who you haven't talked to in nine months. I thought this name sounded familiar. Yeah, it's me, Alexander, little Alex. You're Alexandra's brother. I am. Little brother. I forgot. Look, I don't want to imply that maybe Alexandra had some sand in a delicate area, and that's why things didn't work out metaphorically you understand she had a prickly persona and me i'm a hard charging cool youth guy billy was that hard chargingness that really made my sister fall in love with you for the first time so maybe maybe you don't need that sand to smooth out the rough edges as much as you think but Maybe just one time before the disaster hits, you could maybe reach out to her and make amends. It would mean a lot to me. Okay, little Alex. Is she there? Yeah, she is. She's she's doing some advanced computer programming, but I can get her. One she's second. so smart. Please put her on. Hold on. I have to yell, and she's typing very loudly, so please forgive my volume as I yell loudly over the typing of the keyboard for the computer programming and coding she's doing. NBD, NBD, bro. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Billy. One second. He wants to talk to you. Hello? Alexandra? Oh my gosh, hello? Hey, hey, Billy. It's me, Billy. I know that, Billy. I know that you're a nationally syndicated radio host, okay? And you're on the air, Alexandra. Oh my gosh, I never thought this moment would come when my brother told me he was calling in. I know. I swore I'd never put you on the air. I swore that you'd embarrass me if you ever came on the show. But look, you're on it now. Well, I'm on. And your truthfulness is 
needs a little bit of smoothing out, Billy. But don't you see? You are Bay. You're Bay AF. You think I'm Bay AF? I think you're Bay AF AF. I gotta be honest. I've been dating an older prepper, and he's never called me that once. He doesn't know he- what it means. Probably doesn't. He's too busy canning peaches. He probably calls you Rosebud or some shit. He calls me Rosebud and he makes me put our stationary bicycle hooked up to an air filtration unit. (laughs) That's really weird, Alexandra. (laughs) I feel like that should be a red flag for you. It is a red flag. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. I used to like going to Olive Garden, and now all I do is spend time in a bunker making stuff and preparing, but not preparing, not prepping, not repping my prep, just preparing. There's no art to that, Alexandra. If we're going to survive, we got to survive in style. What's the point in having a society when your prep isn't worth repping? Word. Billy? Yeah? Can I ask you something? Anything, Bay. I want you to be 100 with me <laughs> and not even 99. I'll know it. You know I will. I know. When, when we were making <laughs> chemical weapon masks out of cheesecloth and rubber bands... Yeah. And you told me I was so bay. I was like the San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. Did you mean it? Of course. You're the Bay of Pigs. You're the Gulf of Mexico Bay. <laughs> You're babe. You're bay. You're Bayer Aspirin. <laughs> and I love you. Do you think I'm Beto Star Galactica? I do think that. Also, may I remind you, I throw good dick. No doubt. Oh, where are you going, Alex? Oh, he's embarrassed. He's leaving the room. He's embarrassed. He's embarrassed about the good dick that I throw. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like hearing that about uh Assist, but what can you do? Disaster's coming. That's true. We're all gonna have to sleep in one room. People are gonna see stuff. There's gonna be a new hierarchy. Yeah. Sexually. Sexually. The sexual hierarchy will be everyone sees everyone's business. That's what the so-called greatest generation doesn't understand. That's right. Also baby boomers too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, get on the next plane back to Southern California. Billy, you know I will. I'm going to surf the sand dunes to the nearest airport, which is in Alexandria, and I'll be there in Lickety Split. All right. Well. Later, boo. Later. Maybe we can play some bass Ball. Yeah. Baseball. Okay, bye guys. Bye, Billy.
Listeners, I'm sorry you had to hear that. No, I'm not. That was part of my prep. When you're prepping, you got to make sure you're going to have a way to propagate the species or, you know, just get whatever you're trying to get. I don't want to, you know, discriminate. You can have non-reproductive relationships. Who cares? You just got to make sure you got your special someone, your bae, down there in the bunker with you. And that's how you rep your prep. And this was Repping Your Prep with Billy Wilder. Take these lessons you've learned this week and make a go bag and a go-gurt bag and, and, uh, I don't know, a fidget spinner the size of a helicopter. See you next week. What's up, y'all? Steven from Gogurt Bag. You know what the issue is. You love Gogurt and you like storing it, but what's up with those square boxes most fake Gogurts and yogurts come in? I can't carry all of these. Yeah, look at this clown. Don't step in your Gogurt, bro. Oh no, I got Gogurt all over the bottom of my new shoes and I was just on my way to a hot date. <laughs> Gogurt on his pants, gogurt on his face like a loser. Hey, bro, what if I told you I had a solution to all your problems? Literally every single one of them. All my problems? Get a bag, bro. Gogurt bag. Try it on for size. Give her a squeeze. Oh, man. It holds all of the gogurt I could possibly want over 48 hours at least. Hey, bro, what's that ringing? Check the side of the bag. I think you're getting a phone call. Oh, shit. It's the cute girl in town. Yeah. And your phone stores in the Gogurt bag side pocket, which is right next to the bandolier. She is sending me nudes. Gogurt works again. It works so fast. I don't know if that's Gogurt in the photos. It might be Gogurt in the photos, but we'll let you do the investigating, Holmes. All right. Thanks, Mr. Corporate Spokesman. Anytime. Keep buying Gogurt bags. Because I like my job.